Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Jack! Jack! Don't you even think about going in there, you hear me? You sit down and wait for the real hostage negotiator to get on the tooch line. God damn it, Jack, I'm talking to you. The last time you pulled this job, Jitterbug, tough gonad shit, there were Drew's clues everywhere. People lost downloads. Jack, now if you go in there, it's your microphone. Attention. Jack is entering the building. I repeat, there is a plain clothes podcaster entering the building. Jack, what kept you? Drew here has been getting nervous. I promised him you'd come. Gave him my word of honor that he could watch you die. Who's the sausage, Jack? <laughs> has he hurt you, Drew? Hurt, Jack? What, <laughs> what do you know about hurt? You kept me in a podcast for five years. You should have gotten the Patreon penalty. <laughs> well, we'll get better now, won't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genres and low-hanging fruit picks crawling around in my head and sitting on my chest when I wake up. Do you know what that's like, Jack? It was your illegal episode that rendered the podcast and the feels immissable. Now, lose the sausage. All right. I'm unarmed. Just now let the host go. Just one sausage, Jack. No other Bahama mamas. You gotta be kidding. You see that? That's a live Patreon special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, Jack. You're going to sacrifice your own co-host to get to me? I don't think so. That's special? No one's getting hurt by that. I couldn't even get some shower water with that special. You're right. But this special is a special catch. Huh? I said it has a special catch. <laughs> Good job, Frodo. Knock at the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. a cop, you idiot! <laughs> Take the John Gimble! It's not a tumor! <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Fills Podcast. And if this is your first time joining us, we are a movie review show that tackles a brand new movie genre of a different kind with a movie to match. Fortnightly! 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 Uh, and today we are bringing you a alternate dimension and reality, alternate dimension and timeline film of my choice. And I was very excited to pick 1993's The Last Action Hero. Baby, 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 gonna show us that bean footage. Fuck yeah, five, five, Not five, eight, seven, one, two. Get the ticket. <laughs> There's no plain women here. <laughs> California. <laughs> A great classic. 
comes to the screen. Take thy hand, fair prince. Who said I'm fair? To be or not to be? Not to be. Columbia Pictures is proud to present the screen's greatest action hero, Jack Slater. Slater, you hear me? This is the lieutenant governor. Slater, here's what I do. The governor gets here, call me. And Danny Madigan is his biggest fan. <laughs> Jack Slater 4. But tonight, a magic ticket. It's a passport to another world. Will get Danny closer to the action <laughs> than anyone ever dreamed. And you're going with him. Who is this twerk? And where is that smile on his face? I don't even know this kid. To a world that's bigger than life. This ticket is magic, and it really works. And better than real. You really believe that you're inside a movie, don't you? Yes! The bad guys are in there. I've seen it. On screen. Could I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please? Have a nice day. Have him killed. This summer, it's head-on thrills. I have killed people smarter and younger than you. Head-first excitement. I hate when it happens. He's got the ticket! Now I possess power. Real power. He's going over to my world! In this world, the bad guys can win! The door must still be open, come on! If I go, how do I get back? And it's coming at you from both sides of the screen. Where am I now? This isn't the movies anymore, Jack. Please be careful, things were different here. Damn it, that hurt! Arnold Schwarzenegger is Jack Slater. Wow! This hero stuff has its limits. And Jack Slater is... Everybody down! The last action hero. The big ticket for 93. I'll be back. Ha! You did not gonna say that, did you? That's what you always say. I do? All right. <laughs> I saw this in the theater. Jack saw every goddamn thing <laughs> in the theater. Cross. You, you were this kid. Cross Point Cinema. This was Jack. Centerville, Ohio. Dropped off. One parent does the drop off. And then you go out to the payphones. You do a collect call to the other parent. <laughs> and so when they go, please state your name, you just go, Mom, movie's overdone. <laughs> and you don't have to Life waste a quarter hack. that you could save for the arcades. Life hack. Sir, would you like to state your name? Yeah. Uh, this is Bob. We uh, out a baby. It's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Bob. You had a baby. It's a boy. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Because he was older than than you and I. We were seven. Yeah. Did, <laughs> when this didn't came see out. this in the theaters. <laughs> Definitely didn't see it in the theaters. Well, I'm terribly sorry about that. It, it's it's quite all right. <laughs> all right. Different time. Different time. Yes. But uh, I uh, a fun movie. I think a stellar 
casting for exactly what it was. And I was mentioning it to Jack. It has the stylings of making me super happy with the comedic antics of the film itself and how spoofy and, you know, literally it's satire. Yeah. I, I could almost have picked this for satire. There's a cartoon cat over there. <laughs> Detective Whiskers. He's supposed to be in suspension was only for one month. That cat is one of, that cat's one of the best cops I have. Maybe one of like the best like written lines for him just where he's like, he's a good cop now. His suspension was only for one month. Watch him out. I'm getting a flea bath later. You want to join me? I loved her overreaction when he like grabbed her ass and she was like, back off. But in 1993, when this came out, and I mean, I didn't see it till a little bit later, but movies around that time, it makes sense for the comedic stylings that I'm seeing and I'm loving because I loved it as a kid. And I told Jack it was Hot Shots in 1992 and Hot Shots Part Due in 1993 when this came out. And I like so just it, it's coming off of, I think, those kind of gimmicky movies, except this, I think, had like. A, a purpose to be like satirical for it in, instead of a parody like hot shots way exactly. more, yeah way more of a story um in the sense of like the movie blending reality with this this old other reality <laughs> the, the magical houdini ticket <laughs> it's it's not you know i've got a golden ticket fuck you grandpa joe <laughs> run charlie <laughs> you were you were good laying in bed for how long and now all of a sudden you're just oh, popping up we're gonna the get the disability insurance <laughs> researcher or the disability insurance investigators on you grandpa joe <laughs> and he, you know he's just like, collecting them checks dancing like, around well, charlie deserves all this money he deserves all this it's like yeah you think you did that anyways no but it's I think it's just it's it's a fun little movie. I know that when it when it came out, OK, the budget was like eighty five million dollars. It made like a hundred and thirty six million at the box office. It didn't do that well. It was panned for having, I don't know, like a, 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 a not structured and continuity for its uh, plot. But it was commended for its stunts and for uh, early work for like a little bit of CGI. But coming a week after Jurassic Park was not a good move no, for the studio. A lot of people who like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies did not necessarily enjoy that he was making fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Th yeah, they saw it more as... <clears throat> and plus just, there was like the kid aspect to it. There was, well, I mean, the kid aspect is fine. Yeah, he's done but, I mean, Kindergarten Cop. And, but it's fine. Like I mean, like I, I think they just didn't like the fact the that he was... That was later on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was almost like downgrading what people had come to admire him for. And now he's... Like, who cares if he's poking fun at it? If anything, that's respecting even more what that's he does. What I, I liked it when it came out. I still like it now. Yeah. I think I re I showed you guys this movie. We sat we, in, one drunk in the night. Old, we sat down yeah, and watched the old, it. Yeah. Uh, the old, yeah. old uh, townhouse with Cody one night. Was Cody that, had never seen it. Okay, now, was that like a New Year's Eve one? It was around the holiday. I think it was around the holiday. You know what? It might have been a Hamsmith. It could have been a Hamsmith. Yeah, I don't think it was a New Year's Eve. Yeah. Because I, me I remember one 2019 New Year's Eve. Uh, the first movie, when I actually started logging stuff on my letterbox, the first movie was Dances with Wolves. I know for a fact we watched that at oh, your yes. place. Yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> so we should take a moment and talk about the stellar fucking cast. Yes. Like, hands down. Uh, and even when they get to, like, the the premiere. Oh, the little cameos? All the little cameos of real life people. I mean, it was so good. So, so, so good. A lot of, a lot of people, I think, out there were upset or even confused with the fact that like so many people were making a cameo in the movie but 
it was a premiere for the new movie. So it made sense for so many people to be there and celebrities to actually, you know, be excited for it. But the idea that a cameo is going to happen, like, shouldn't it make sense? But I'm like, who cares again? Uh, Charles, Charles Dance, Dance, Tywin Lannister. So good. He looks so fucking young in Very this. Very young. Yes. Very uh, young. And just plays, like, is chewing up the scenery as the villain. Uh, Such a good They villain. tried to get, because the same director, uh, McTiernan, what was his first name? Uh, John? John McTiernan. John sounds right. Uh, he did Die Hard, uh, another uh, Real Feels mm-hmm. movie that we've done. He also did Hunt for the Red October, mm-hmm. another Real Feels movie yeah, that we did. Done some, some good so shit. he went and tried to get Alan Rickman first. And Alan Rickman said, salary is not where Salary's it needs to up, be. Yeah. So... <laughs> They hired Charles Dance, and Charles Dance came on set with a t-shirt that said, I'm cheaper than Alan Rickman. How baller is that? Like, yes, own it. I mean, it's no Sean Connery showing up in his golf gear, but it works out probably mm-hmm. just the same. Uh, Ian McKellen mm, as death, death, even though he's in it for all of, like, two minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's still still great. And if that is death, I, I wouldn't mind him, like, taking your soul. The veil comes back. <laughs> Gray shores. Yeah, all that stuff. Art Carney. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the... Uh, Jack reminded me. Um, of course, for my pick, for Great Outdoors, he was the lodge uh, owner. Yeah. With his wife. Yeah, and the, the shotgun all, like, lamp. Get, get, him, get him off. Get him off. Don't, don't, I don't like him climbing yeah, up. He died oh, on fine. the way over. <laughs> he but, died because uh, he's dead. Uh, Anthony Quinn, which uh, in the last, last years of his life, playing Vivaldi. F. Murray Abraham, who's one of my favorite dramatic actors, uh, is playing the uh, the cop. And I like how they make fun, like, the kid told me you told me you killed Mozart. Because in Amadeus, he played Solari, who did. Was- I, sorry, I gotta, I gotta correct that. And I botched it because I looked at the name. It's not Art Carney who played uh, the guy in... Robert Prosky. Yeah, Robert Prosky played... Yeah. Uh, Frank McRae as the mouthy chief who I swear to God and I looked it up and I was wrong I thought he, he he's probably dead but I thought he played the voice actor that plays the math teacher in Rick and Morty uh, oh no no no, no, no. It, if he doesn't it, he's not of course but he, there is a lot of parallels <laughs> with the way that he's speaking that. And, yeah uh, Tom Noonan who plays the Ripper also played Frankenstein's monster in Monster Squad. Monster Squad, uh, first season. A uh, first season. First season uh, episode of ours. The the mom Mercedes uh, Rui. I can't. I can't exactly. Rui. Rule. Sorry. She. I liked her a lot. Um, she played a small role uh, in Frasier, the series where she mm-hmm. played Frasier's boss, and then uh, slight love interest for a couple of episodes. But I, I liked her a lot. I liked her in this really quick, although. I was very confused at a parenting style. She's all like, you need to shape up or ship out. Don't you remember your dad died? Like, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? No kid wants to just like constantly like, oh, did you get an F on your math test? Well, I guess that's why dad died. Like, what? <laughs> Stop it. And, if you, and, this and, isn't and, good and let's this isn't not good forget uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras. Her for her debut. Her debut, and most of us knew we know her as Veronica Vaughn's <laughs> a hot that that Veronica Vaughn's a hot piece of age. It, it, is this your milk? This could be our milk. <laughs> is it, is it, I want you to be my snack pack. <laughs> uh, Joanne Plowright, uh, or Plowright, who a million things. Well, she did a million things, but she's also like the former wife of Laurence Olivier. She's presenting a Laurence Olivier film to her class. Well, you may she, remember him best <laughs> as Zeus in Clash of the Titans. <laughs> but I loved her in um, Peter Pan. 
right? Wasn't wasn't she in Peter Pan or Hook? Sorry, Hook. No. Yes. Yeah. Was um was Abraham was he in Scarface as when? I wouldn't be surprised when Tony like finds the rat and he like is hanging from the helicopter. Uh, F. Mary Abraham Scarface. I don't know if he was in Scarface. Amadeus, Grand Budapest Hotel, Thirteen Ghosts, Finding Forster. I gotta go. I gotta go back, back, back. For the Scarface. name of the rose, which uh, we watched in in school for. Uh, he was Omar in Scarface. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh wait, so- no, no, that's the video game. Uh, well, then I'm, I'm pretty sure it's he's Omar in in the actual movie too. Because, he was uh, one of the villains in Star Trek Insurrection. But he, um, oh, oh, he's one of my favorite villains in Star Trek Insurrection because yes. he makes he makes a little quip about like you got to come to the party. There's a helicopter. It's up, you know. It, oh like, yeah, sorry, sorry. He so he's Omar in Scarface. And so he so they, they drop that, him from the helicopter. Yes, like hanging oh, him, and I'm like, yes. wait, that's which is so kind of akin to when he drops great. the body and it's caught by the crane. Yes. There's so many slight little like nods and winks to a lot of things, that's and that's why I find this movie so fucking clever. This is this is kind of my wheelhouse for things where it's like where you don't have to sit and nod and laugh at everything or like just like be so super into it, but when you can watch it and sit there and just go like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easter eggs galore. Yeah. I, that's what I love. I love stuff like that, which is also just kind of like side tangent, but it's also why I absolutely love the new Scream movie that came out. I haven't seen it. Good. I'll let you borrow the DVD. Actually, no, it's on Paramount Plus. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I, I rented it and I was like, oh, cool. I'll watch it. And then I saw that like, oh, it went on to Paramount Plus. And I'm like, are you serious? I could have waited a couple of days and they gave no warning and I could have just watched it there. So... Amazon sends me an email and says, hey, we're sorry. Here's your money back. The the Batman comes out next month on HBO Max, but I think we're still going to go see it this weekend. Really? Wow. It's, I've heard it's quite a bit longer than the truth. Yeah, and then I was like, we should take the boys. I was like, no, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't. No, 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 no. I don't want to miss a, listen, like a two and a half hour movie, but taking four fucking pee breaks <laughs> and tell the 10 year old, sit the fuck down. <laughs> So it doesn't ruin anything, but I saw a meme where they had Jim Carrey's Riddler and then they had the Riddler in uh, the the new Batman and the glasses that the Riddler had that Jim Carrey wore when he played the Riddler. The Riddler in the new Batman movie has the same glasses. Does he have the jaunty cane? No, he's not comical stylings like Jim Carrey was, which was. I'm kind of excited to see more of like the serious, like, like deadly, like like, murderous psychopath. Yeah. And Colin Farrell is sorry. We'll, we'll get back to oh. we'll get back to uh, last action here in a moment. But Colin Farrell, I really want to see his Penguin. I've heard it. They're, they have a full on spinoff oh. of it, just based oh. off of him. Oh, like, yeah. oh. Hi. oh, sorry, folks. That was my <laughs> erection hitting the underside of the table. We're gonna tie this down. That type of boy is a bowline. Bowline. How do we feel about Austin O'Brien? Is he like the uh, the poor man's Elijah Wood or like the poor, he was man's the poor man's Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin? Culkin. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> which Macaulay Culkin was supposed to be up for the role as well, which I don't see. I would I, have been. A, I I don't think I could have followed as closely to it. Like Macaulay Culkin. Okay, really? Macaulay Culkin, I don't know if I no, could no, have no. stomached Macaulay Culkin. No, in this role. Macaulay Culkin is like two things for me. He is Home Alone, a special, you know. Uh, like kind of like mention of the pa- of, of the page master now page master? now the no. good son the, the oh. good son that's it it's McCullough it's Home Alone and the good son for me it's him defending his home and him as a fucking sociopath but like 
I do think that he would have no. done good with this role. Although, I'm not taking anything away from Austin O'Brien. The guy, re- or the kid, really does his all. I think he gives know? a good bit yeah. of, like, camp. Like, it's not, like, almost, like, serious acting. Well, but I think the camp that he brings to this works for what it is. He brings more, like, childish to it than I think McCulkin would have done. McCulkin would have because like even in Home because Alone, because he's finger, he's finger, finger too busy hanging out with Michael Jackson uh-huh. in, the, in the movie. I'm not. Uh, he's okay. that's, a, that's a rabbit hole to get out. Oh, because finding Neverland or leaving Neverland, I have, yes, yeah. and I will uh, never need to watch it again. again. No, I'm done. It's, it's one and done. <laughs> one and done. So he's okay. He, I think, for the idea and to mention that, like, he's bringing a childish kind of. Uh, I don't know attitude, just like attitude the, yeah. or ambiance to it but here's the thing he's like fangirling it up the entire time so of course he's going to be stupidly excited and just ready for everything and even like towards the end where it's a flesh wound and he, ha- he like nearly has to break down and say like I need you everyone needs you like you need to survive for this. And when he's like stands up to Ian McKellen, he's all like, no, you're not going to do this. I'm tired of like death making choices. Oh, like everything's so going to be ripped. Everything's going to be ripped. See, just lives such times, but those are enough to, to decide. Does that bring you comfort? <laughs> but I mean, for him, like it's, it, it's, uh, it's, it's just one of those things that's a, it's a comfort. Like Jack is a comfort to him. Jack is the father figure for him. So yeah, like it's gonna be childlike. It's gonna be childlike in his excitement. It's gonna be childlike in his idealization of him. But there's there, there's genuine moments of great comedy. Yes. in this movie, uh, I love the scene where they walk into Jack's apartment and he just fires a few <laughs> rounds into the closet. What was that? And it's like, how did you know he's in there? There's always somebody in there. <laughs> and then like, and then <laughs> like there's like there's like ten identical guns in there and all identical <laughs> shirt. shirt trousers it's like a, it's like a okay that makes so much sense now where if, if anyone's a fan of like american dad he has the same trousers the same tie the same shirt mm-hmm. all in his closet that makes i mean it's probably not even a connection but that makes a, a, a good parallel and i think that's funny as hell but i mean it also shows him clearly not having anything else in the apartment besides like a t- i don't even know if there's a toaster i think there's like a coffee maker a timer and his bed so you're like, oh, because you work. There's not even a bed frame. No, it's just a mattress on a floor. Which but that was, my mom was always a stickler about that when I was in my twenties. She's like, you know, bed frames aren't that expensive. <laughs> Did you not have a bed frame? Regular, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> he had a comfy mattress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were box springs and a mattress. So it was like, well, I got to put together extra shit. <laughs> then I have to clean under it. Put the bed on. Put put the bed, mattress pad on the floor. On the floor. And Don't have to clean up. Right? There you go. Uh, but uh, Frank McRae as the lieutenant and the when he's got the steam like the smoke cut out of his ears. God damn it, sir! I'm tired of that Frank. Rumor rumor has it that there actually is one f bomb in the movie, and it's somehow jumbled in all of that mess. You can't really. I thought I heard him say "motherfucker." Did you? I was watching those subtitles really close. What was the the dead mafia's guy's name? Was Leo the fart? Oh, the fart. The fart. The flash. Pull his finger to activate the the nerve gas inside of him. I love the fact, but he's walking away from it, 
and I wish like it only had beeped <laughs> like, like the, twice. The light, the light on is, is like going. cravat pin. And again, it's so over the top, and it makes me once again think of things like hot, fu- uh, um, hot he was shots. A good man. He was flatulent man. man. <laughs> but like, as soon as he pulls it and it beeps and he walks away, you can hear it still just going boop, 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 and I'm like. Who's, who's not going to hear that? Oh, did you hear that? This man's alive. He's a doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> Check his chin. Oh, the doctor's been knocked out. And I then, love that everybody pulls out a gun. Everybody like pulls out a gun. Grandma in a wheelchair. So great. Yeah. But then, like, when the crane comes through and he looks at the watch, there's, like, 33 seconds left. And then, like, five minutes of movie goes because by. It's so and he looks at the watch and only three seconds have passed. Because it's science and action movie. Everything has to fit into it. Go it's, get the same, it's the same thing when the dynamite falls into the back of the car. And, like, he has to swerve and turn, and the car goes up to Which on the left-hand side. Which that dynamite can also deflect bullets. I, <laughs> <laughs> From a fifty caliber Desert Eagle handgun? Hey, we also know that, uh, you know, dynamite uh, is not easily blown up by a flamethrower, so... <laughs> Thank you for the thing reference. Uh, why don't you go that? get the car, Nathan? Hell Helicopter crashed on. I hate it when that, that happens. happens. <laughs> <laughs> the daughter showing up exactly. Dad, at the time. I heard you were here. I brought you some clean clothes. And with like three hand towels, he's like completely. Oh, I've almost got all, all the tar of off. <laughs> you know, most normal people like tar actually sticks, sticks to them. <laughs> Silent but deadly. Oh, God. I love the Jim Belushi, Chevy Chase, uh, like they're like, Jim Bel- Stone. Patrick Wilson? Real quick. I loved that. Just super, super quick. And he's all like, Jack, did you see that? It's so great just to have like the two action stars from the same film immediately pass each other. Sharon Stone only did the cameo as a favor. As a favor because they did not get along until recall. And then he said, Do you remember the total recall did a lot for your career? (laughs) You You come you come down to Arnie. You remember you do the, the cameo. Remember the people that went out the bat for you on those? Sharon, you need to come and do some filming. How long will it take? Two weeks. Get to the studio. <laughs> the cameo, Sharon. How much screen time? About two, two, five seconds. Yes. Uh, but Jim Belushi telling so him, that, like, like, oh, yeah, I don't even like Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Like, <laughs> my wife likes him, and that gets her hot. And so and I'm I just want to be there for it. Afterwards. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in the Terminator 2. Which? But it's his best work. He did so well. They've, they've had such a weird <laughs> relationship, the two of them, because I remember he sent, like, it was something with, like, a knife and, like, charity and, <laughs> like, an apology video, basically, like... Uh, like a Schwarzenegger, hey, like, going, like, hey, like, sorry, man. No, like a Schwarzenegger was like going, like, you know, that's no knife. This is you not, you know, this is. Did, the he, knife. Pull, did he pull a crocodile Dundee kind like, of crap? He's like, you know, <laughs> you know, Sylvester. I just want to let you know. I, I really hope your your new film does really good. And he like was shouting him out and like kind of like I think dispelling some bad blood was, between them. Was Sylvester also like uh, Sylvester? Yeah. No. I, I don't have to worry about this. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Have, I have Judge Dredd coming up. <laughs> I'm going to be a star. What are you, what are you doing now, there, Judge it, Hershey? Wasn't was uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in a terrible, terrible movie with the old chick from Golden Girls where it was like his Oh, grand- don't stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> That's what it's called. So it's stop or my mom will shoot. I've seen it so, once in the 90s. I, I never have any need to see it again. Mom. So, yeah, Stallone. I lost your gun God, for Jesus. you. 
<laughs> Stallone plays a cop and Estelle Getty plays his mother. And I guess she like needs a place to stay and starts coming to work with him or showing up to work. And she's all like, you forgot your lunch. I did it. <laughs> right. I, I washed your gun for you. And she's trying to find him a date and get him a woman. It's it's very late 90, late 80s, early nineties. This is that whole era with with weird ass <laughs> movies like Hot Shots, uh, Last uh, Action Hero. Like there was some Top weird, secret. yeah, there was some weird action movies that yeah. came out in the in the nineties. Oh, K Nine with Jim Belushi, where oh, his Christ. partner. Uh, where he's partnered up with the, with the uh, German Shepherd, and then you also have Jim Belushi and didn't, Schwarzenegger did, in Red Heat. Didn't they fucking uh, or Jim Belushi and uh, uh, Curly Sue or <laughs> whatever it was? I mean, this is better than God. Who was in Cop and a Half? Oh, no. what was that movie? Uh, I forget. Ah, oh, but I this think of the guy. Either this way. whole like when they're pairing up people, like you know, Rabbi. Sons, I think that's uh, so funny. It's hilarious. Like it's such a good like because play on because you have all these cop buddy movies cut come out. You're like, okay, what? Well, uh, let's do a rabbi. Exactly. And, yeah. And it's not just like one take of it. It's like let's do four different instances of like you're with the cartoon cat. You, He's okay. a good cop. Fat, fat cop, skinny cop. <laughs> well, guess what's later? Meet your new partner. <laughs> Death would be preferable. <laughs> You're paired up with the holographic black and white image of, of Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> Hello, sweetheart. <laughs> it's just literally, I mean, just like, I, I would honestly see a, a rabbi paired with a cop buddy cop movie. I think that would just, I think all of these, not even like a full movie. Let's just do like 20 little short films. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme's in it? We get the, we well, get you the, need you need the action star of the '90s, and Jean Claude was the muscles one. from Brussels. I, you need some kickboxer. You need some blood sport because he's still going off all that Universal Soldier. Yeah, you needed Van Damme in there. But again, like MC Hammer does a little quick little spot because he's where supposed he's to like, do the soundtrack the music, for the yeah. sixth movie. He's uh, like, hey, like the contract, are we all good? Like, uh, and then his wife Shriver is just kind of like. Oh, I thought she was funny. Don't mention the, don't mention the restaurants or the D- gyms. Yeah. It's tacky. It's tacky. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when you do that. No, no, of course. And the next thing you see is all like, oh, well, Planet Hollywood. I mean, we got all the memorabilia of the... <laughs> and she's just like smiling. I love how he says like, that's the National Enquirer. I don't pay the girl at the drugstore to call the office. So it seems like I have a life. My wife is remarried. She never calls. Which ironically enough, in true lies, like he falls in love with a woman who falls for a tape recorder. <laughs> True Lies was a little bit of a uh, an awakening for the uh, the milf. Mm, Jamie little Lee little Curtis Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, and True Lies, little dance, is smoking hot. Which is so weird because then you watch her in something like Freaky Friday, and you're like, this is not <laughs> make good choices. I'm like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> the best one. <laughs> Well, she's not she's not uh, selling yogurt that makes you poop now. No, <laughs> uh, yeah. no, because in the 90s, you had obviously True Lies. You had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in Virus. Did you ever you watch Virus? I yeah. loved Virus. Virus is good. Virus is just Donald fun. Sutherland. Yes. Yeah, please. I, I don't know. It's it's she's a darling. All of the <laughs> all of the cameos. Super fun. I love that cat cop comes and saves the day. You made the classic villain mistake. And I was just like thinking to myself, I'm like, you're monologuing. Of course you're making the classic villain mistake. And then he starts doing them all like, shut up, kid. Just shut up. But also Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading, trading Places. She played the hookup. Okay. Oh, you yeah. You do get to see her uh, nude. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Dramatic pulse. 
Nude. Nude. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's fun. I thought this was a hoot. I loved just the transition of things going from like bad to worse, but also like the worst things could happen and nothing is going to come of it where they're going to be horribly, you know, dead or damaged. Like the ex-wife's house blows up and they're just like sitting in the office, just sort of a little smolder, little <laughs> Who <laughs> little has damaged. a funeral? On the roof of the Hyatt. Yeah, it, it doesn't make much sense. The mob who wants to control all the drugs in Southern California. You I mean, Sicilian so. smuck. But then there's a nun that's in the mob. I'm like, what, really? Of like, course there's yeah. a nun in the mob. This is God's work. <laughs> Sister Mary Margaret. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg was not in this, but Tina, she Turner, was in, she, Tina Turner was. Tina Turner, here's your your checks in the mail. You know what? You were. <laughs> who like, runs Bonner Town? Lieutenant Governor. <laughs> Let me know when the real governor shows up. We don't need another hero. <laughs> that intro scene where he's just walking on top of the cop cars. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, it almost reminds me of the uh, intro scene for uh, Demolition Man. Of course. Like, there's, like, that whole, like, where are the kids? It, It's a little oh. bit action-y. And it's Demolition in a, came after this, though, Yes! Yeah? And you just, you're, you're so, you get so excited because it, it is, it's badass, but again, it's gimmicky to the point where, like, they don't have to show everything. You're stupidly excited about it. When the first thing you see is a cop car, like, coming at your face, and it does, it bumps into you. It bumps into you as an audience. You're like, okay, okay, we're we're in this. So we're ready. In the intro scene, was I Jack Slater just pulling different kinds of cased meats <laughs> off of my person and I, throwing I assume, them on the ground? I assume like, like a bandolier. Like I've got a little Vienna sausage tucked into my shoe. <laughs> That's your grenade. <laughs> a, 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 oh, chicken and a tomato and mozzarella, you know, cased one. I was like riding through that, and it said like him to lines like drop the cannon. I'm all like, no, 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 drop the sausage. <laughs> no, the Bahama Mama would have been the fifty cal. Yeah, because that yeah. that hits the colon hard. Uh, but I, I also really like the kids' uh, sort of daydream with him playing Hamlet with Schwarzenegger as Hamlet. One of the best scenes in the entire movie, which it totally makes sense because he's so again hyped and focused on who Jack is and how inspiring he is. Of course. And who has not watched a movie and either have seen it before and they're coming back to it and watch it and going like, oh, this would have been better. And that's exactly what he's doing. To be or not to be. Well, light cigar. Don't you, not, not to, to be. be. So, much, so, much of that, so much of that part really made me think sidekicks. And that is the question I want to ask you guys. When are we doing our sports draft? <laughs> oh, we still need to, we because we still to need do it. When are we playing D&D, Nathan? Oh, God. When are we playing D&D? I've had a character made for months. <laughs> I've ordered a mini. <laughs> we'll get the done. You're just edging me and edging me. And I'm going to die. I need relief. Sidekicks or last action hero? How can if you, you compare they're two, two? kind of two different. They're but different. but they're, they're a kid who has a hero who finally gets to meet his hero, be a part of his hero's life, and the hero saves the day. They learn from each other. And doesn't the kid have like a bunch of fantasies where he's in Chuck Norris oh my movies? Oh god, it's like, so fucking good. I love that movie. <laughs> Barry! Yeah. Hey, you know what? You get a martial arts Wait, or a karate film, you that can was on uh, sidekicks. I think there was a kid that was Actually, on... Actually, I think there C is a sidekicks genre. I think there was a kid that was on Sequest DSV and ended up killing himself. He did. He um, 
Yeah, he ended up killing uh, him. Which, by the way, do you guys remember Sequest? Oh, yeah, I watched all of it. Oh. Yeah. I was on a big, uh, like, early 90s TV fix a couple of years ago, and I'm like, man, I remember Sequest. I want to watch that. And so I started. And because I think it was on it was on Netflix for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, let's do this thing. And I really liked you had dolphins as like underwater agents. And it was just a fun little show. So my, my background work show these days is Star Trek Voyager. I'm in the second season. And there was a laugh out loud moment this morning with Robert <laughs> Picardo playing yes. the doctor. And it's when uh, uh, Paris like breaks the trans warp barrier. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he, he's... I am you familiar. Know, he, he like mutates and stuff, but anyway, like he's fine in the and like initially, and so Janeway is like, his life signs are normal. A few elevated serotonin readings in the hypothalamus. From what I can tell, he's just asleep. Can you wake him? I don't see why not. Wake up, Lieutenant. <laughs> Lieutenant, wake up! <laughs> I love Robert Picardo so much. He makes the entire series for me a Voyager. It, oh, he's so the, good. The doctor? I still, I yeah. want to like, yeah. I want to punch Neelix in the face. Like you think those, Ethan Phillips? There are those Ethan episodes Phillips. where he's like jealous of Paris. He's like, hey, you tried to steal my woman. Leave Ethan Phillips alone. <laughs> I, I don't mind the actor. Okay. I just hate Neelix. You know what? You know what it is. It's not even a problem with Neelix himself. I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You can tell them you, you can go use the bathroom now, Nathan, if you want. You can tone out for a second, Nathan. Okay, bring me seven of nine already. I'm, I'm. Over this. I think everyone is ready for 709. But I don't think it's the fact that, like, Neelix is necessarily 100% of the problem. I think it's the fact that when Neelix is paired with Kess, annoying. Go back to American History X and stay there. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't like her Whoa. as a character. She's she's the Jar Jar Binks of Star Wars. Of Star, Star Trek. Trek. You know what I meant. Y- yes. <laughs> sure. 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 The, da- <laughs> the dames. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> back in play. <laughs> what would Cody say about this film? He liked it. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know what? I kind of think he- that we should every episode we should have a segment called "What was Cody's take?" <laughs> and just like is, uh, if we can get a recording, yeah, but, of Cody's but talking, we have to get into a sit down we, in front of microphone, speak right. into the microphone. <laughs> no, no, because the one time Cody. it was like we, I thought no, you no, just no. dangled a microphone from the ceiling, we and like everyone just talk. talk. <laughs> we've we've kind of panned this idea years ago where we wanted to give Cody classy as fuck corner, <laughs> and that's where he was going to give like his little two cents. If anything, Cody, I know you're listening. Maybe listen. And probably not now, but maybe four months from now when you're listening to this. Cody, just call the Tooch line and give us your take. That's all you need to do. But, uh, Cody's phone discipline, like, it's his phone could be really anywhere. That's, that's <laughs> really it's, true. Like, you, could, you need to hire Nicolas <laughs> Cage to find scene. that shit, like, fucking lost was la- uh, National ne- Treasure yes. or something. <laughs> Nicolas Cage from National Treasure and Liam Neeson finding the phone together. <laughs> <laughs> Calling the phone? I will find you. I will find you. The phone like soaking wet. Well, there have been, sorry, because there have been many times where uh, I've gone to take him home in the morning. I'm like, would you like to take your wallet with you? Would you? And perhaps your cell phone. Nah, like, I'll pick him up later. Yeah. The, the night when he. Uh, stayed a little bit longer after you guys left. Uh, he ended up leaving his phone 
And I... <laughs> it's sort of like he makes you a war bride, like, he's coming back and so this. I, so I had to, like, message him on Facebook and be all like, hey, you, have, I, you left your phone over here. Um, it's charging. Like, it's charging for you. Uh, if you want to come back and get it, or I can bring it to you. And he said, no, I'll come back and get it. So it, it was here for, like, a day and a half or something. And I guess when he showed up, um, he got supposed or apparently like in trouble because he was not able to answer his phone to go to work. Well, <laughs> it is the 21st century. I yeah. And as much as he would like to just be like 1940s <laughs> uh, fucking like gumshoe detective where he it's just a, he just checks in wherever he can find a payphone and a bottle of whiskey. Cody's an anachronism, but a beautiful one. Wow. Sure. sure. Although I although I think it has one of my favorite uh Cody uh encounters ever. And it was when we were coming back. I was showing him my spare room and because we were talking the spare com- room. The spa- spare room. <laughs> I, I was showing him the spare room and we were talking about comic books and he's all like, "You don't read com- you don't have comic books, true." And I'm like, I co- "I'll show you comic books." And then it showed him he's all like, "Oh, well, I'm impressed." And then we were coming back and I stopped and I'm like, "Okay, well, hey, I'll I'll meet you back out because I'm going to go to the bathroom." And I walked inside and I was uh, closing the door and he stops and he looks at me and goes, oh, you're one of those people. And then he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he continued to walk on and I'm like, because I want to shut the door when a guest is here. And Last, then- <laughs> last Hamsmas, I told him about the ham that we got. He's like, well, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to smoke it? Are you going to fry it? And I'm like, Cody, it, it's, it came pre-cooked. You just <laughs> throw it in the yeah. oven so it gets warm. I guess you could do that. I guess you could. <laughs> like, just eat the ham. I love okay. it. You, you, get your but, stupid fucking rope. Who <laughs> <laughs> my rope? But you, you put him in charge of the green beans, and I, I think he was having a damn good time. Yes. <laughs> Which, those were good green beans. Just give him something to do. So, last action hero, hero. 1993. <laughs> Jack motherfucking Slater. I, yeah. think I've, I think I've gushed enough. Segments. Yeah, I'm little. Yeah. Segment this? Okay. All right. Segments. Okay. First one. Magic ticket. Although I might slip in. I've got a golden ticket. Grandpa Joe. All right. (laughs) Danny gets his magic ticket from Nick and it transports him into the high action packed world of Jack Slater. It's here where he has to use his wide knowledge of action movies to survive and beat the bad guys. Now, name a movie world that you'd like to be sucked into and you know you would have a good chance of surviving with your abundant knowledge of the genre. Bonus question. If it's a franchise, do you think that you could survive all of the movies? I'm going to go first just because I think Drew's going to steal mine. Uh, it's Star Trek, baby. I have a backup. <laughs> oh, no, 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 good, good, good one. No, uh, if, like, because uh, Tuvok was still around in the original series. He was actually on the Excelsior. Yes, he is. Uh, so, Perhaps today is a good day to die. Is that, that's that ship? No, no, no the that's, the that's, that's, that's the Defiant. That's the Defiant. That's what I was for. But, but in that scene in First Contact, the helmsman is played by a very young Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. Where when you pull up like the X-ray for uh, Amazon, uh, it just says Adam Scott, distressed helmsman. 
<laughs> Adam Scott of like Parks and Rec. Yes. And, yeah. No. What? Yes. What? Go back and watch. What? Nathan's no, like, I'm know, gonna get into Star Trek. Now. I know what he's saying. He's like, you know, our weapons are gone. Like, you know, and he's like, tell. That's, that's Adam him? Scott. That's a wow. young as fuck Adam Scott. <laughs> so just a little something for folks out there. Uh, but I, I, and Star Wars is like the easy mm. out. I feel Lord of the Rings. Uh. Do you still think, could be fun, but... But do you think it would survive? No. Well, depending on where you are. And what color my shirt was. It, oh, yeah. Are you a <laughs> hobbit? Like, just running... For well, your oh, no, no, no. Star, Star Trek, it would definitely depend on the color of his shirt. Yes. yes. And especially, like, what era of movies is he going in? Because, I mean, if it's original series and he's wearing some red... No. And all you're taking is this little, like, little dinky, like... I would have a phaser. Yeah. I feel like a phaser rifle. Like in first contact, where they have the rifles, that's when that's when I'm like, yeah, finally you guys got the. Well, I mean, if it's, if it's a movie franchise, assimilate this, <laughs> sir. <they've adopted. laughs> you broke your tiny ships. <laughs> I'm sorry. I watched that again on Sunday, uh, Saturday night. I started Wrath of Khan at like two in the morning. Oh my god! Finished like, it the like next one day, does. The next afternoon, and I was like, uh, first contact. <laughs> But uh, it would definitely be Star Trek. I would just love to explore the cosmos, fight the Borg, and then go to Ryza and just like just ball out. Okay, Ryza is like the Las Vegas mm-hmm. of uh, like you wear like a special pendant that basically says like <laughs> I'm, I'm down. down to pound. <laughs> oh, the 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 Horum, or right the yeah, 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 yeah. You have the pendant, not even the pendant. Sorry, it's not the pendant. It's the uh, the statue. That you present in front uh, of you. <laughs> Betazoid women during this phase in life, their uh, sexual uh, ap- or their sex drive quadruples or oh, more or more. more. Do you know how tempted I was to buy you a horum for a wedding <laughs> gift? <laughs> well, better than the bachelor gift that Cody got me, which was a noose. A noose, yeah. Tied oh. in in which he showed in, in front of Anna, and she's uh, like, "Hey, Cody, that's great. That is a ship knot." But <laughs> he just goes, "No, that's the, no. It, the line is ship line. Ship they used to tie a ship. He's like, that well, ship line. That's not going to break. Like, am I like like uh, like Uve right over here? Like, Jesus. like the cord breaks when I get to hang myself. Uh, but yes, Star Trek, and I hope I would survive. Mm. My uh, so I, I two. One was a kid in King Arthur's court. Um, I know these are some some deep cuts. <laughs> what so, the fuck? Well, because like, okay, the the question was as a kid, like, you oh. know, what movie? What? Okay. So oh, as a I kid, mean, it, it, it could be anything. But whatever. growing up, like, I thought like I would watch that movie, and I was like, oh my gosh, if I could go back into medieval times and like take some stuff with me. And then it started like trailing into like oh, it's But I would love to be I mean just taking a flashlight and like they're just like, oh like what is this? I don't know. It was always one of those movies that uh grabbed me and I swear to god, if Thomas Ian Michael could survive, then I definitely could survive that. Uh, but the, the last one was Three Musketeers. And you can either go with the Disney version or you could go with the Gene Kelly. Either one. The plot, but the plot armor is so goddamn thick that I would definitely survive. No matter who what character I am, I'm surviving. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm definitely as as like the backup, but um Special acknowledgement, uh, Star Trek as well. I, I think that we could definitely survive Star Trek with our knowledge. Remodulate the shields. <laughs> They've adapted. They're all, They've adapted. They're all uh, Henson. You are. You're not even. You know. 
that's not your department. You're like, I, oh, uh, I have a special rank. <laughs> I'm here as a delegate. <laughs> okay. Kind of all um, rounder. Horror, horror movies uh, will have to be definitely it. Um, I think that there's enough horror knowledge and tropes that I could easily spot things like a mile away and just be like, no, let's not go in that room. Let's uh, let's not go down that path. Uh, you said that your mom was calling from where? And you're supposed to be where? No, we're uh, we're going to the library. They're like, <laughs> don't, don't touch the snow globe. Do not touch the snow globe. Don't flip it around. Don't do this. Don't touch that. Like, Drew, why are you sitting in the middle of the road? Because this is exactly where they don't want me to stand. <laughs> what, what? What? Are you the killer? <laughs> Maybe I am. Did that light just flicker? Okay, we need to move. The, <laughs> the killer's killer. There's lot and just lots of little like tropes and stuff like that. Um, if I were going to survive any franchise, honestly, I think I could survive the Puppet Master franchise because it's just goofy enough. But also, I know how to be nice to the puppets from watching the films. I know exactly how to treat them, how to not come off as an enemy. And I'm just seeing nobody, a mental yeah. image of like you and Frodo and murderous puppets just like <laughs> chilling out on a Saturday night. And you're like, Ooh, would you like some... Would you like some mints, Mr. Knife Hand Guy? And he's all like, ah, 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 he's, he's, ah, ah, his name is Blade. All right, who got, oh, the, okay. who got the poor boy? Okay, you did. Like, whole, handing out hoagies. Just like, <laughs> all you guys watching a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A nice uh, full moon production world and uh, surviving the Puppet Master franchise. All right. I did like the first one a lot. I haven't seen any other ones. The second one, it, it goes okay. The third one, not bad. Uh, the fourth one, I still need to watch. Uh, the, the third one actually gives good background as to, like, how the puppets came to be. To go back to Western times? No. But it did. But it, <laughs> but it does introduce. Got it. But it does introduce the six-shooter puppet. Blastoids. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It is wrong franchise. <laughs> we have this puppet that goes underground. All right. It's Jamie Kennedy in the, the fourth one. <laughs> Okay, How about you guys just shoot some sweet ass footage of me riding this dirt bike around the desert? <laughs> I think we should put in the movie. <laughs> spent ninety minutes. Beach. Spent ninety minutes making this clay oven for this rattlesnake. <laughs> I missed the guy from the second one. I thought he was funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a villain for us all. Charles Dance playing Benedict is a delight and campy as the villain and so cliche to boot. We can easily identify the villain in a movie, and especially ones that we know and love. Growing up, who was one of your favorite villains in cinema, and do they still hold the torch, or have you moved on? Um, I'll take this one. So, growing up, I absolutely loved, and still do, Dennis Hopper in Waterworld. <laughs> The smokers. We've only got four more feet of the black stuff. Oh, thank God. All the paper. Oh, I think Dennis Hopper They're going to show us the way to so dry land. I thought he was so great in the movie because he's, I mean, okay. One, yes, he is villainous and he is ruthless to a uh, point, but there's always like a backhanded, sarcastic, like comedic style to it. Very different villain than his villain in Speed. Like, oh yeah, like, villain in Speed. He's different. like crazy. Yeah, and and this, he's just like, I just want cigarettes and oil <laughs> to yeah. run my boat. That's all I want. I yeah, Dennis Hopper in Waterworld still holds it. Um, I don't care if people dislike Waterworld. Still fun for me. Uh, my, um, I have an OP 
uh, not so OP. Sure. And then um, kind of like my just minions. No. So <laughs> gr- gr- my overpowered like that when I watched it, uh, David Warner and Time Bandits mm-hmm. is oh. he's so like because everything they throw at him, he just casually just dis- displaces it, destroys it. The tank, the spaceship, the pirate, you know, just everything. I'm like, dude, how do you beat him? You know, it's it, one of those kind of villains. Mm. And I, I always had a had a soft spot. It was a great movie, by good, the way. Good I callback. Forget, Time again, this is a good callback. I forget how many good actors are in that film. Um, my, like, less than OP is Alan Rickman's Sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood. <laughs> With a spoon, cousin, it'll hand. Oh, you, 10.30. You, 11 o'clock. And bring a friend. <laughs> I, he's just not that, like, overpowered. He just, he, he kind of relies on his uh, luck, if anything. Sure. Like, you know, and I don't know. He's, and here's 50 pieces of silver to pay the devil on your way to hell. <laughs> I love that movie. It belonged to your father. <laughs> uh, and then Eden Smith, even though that's a little oh, bit Hugo Weaving. Yeah. But just such a good, good villain that uh, shows a little bit softer side when, or not a softer side, but like a, his other plans from what he's like supposed to be of just like, I got to get out of here. To Morpheus. Anyways, yeah. We've already we've already talked at you nauseam are about disease. <laughs> I can smell <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. Check so out. this is not a fuck you to Nathan. <laughs> I, I'm glad though it did. Say Danny turn, Glover and uh, I'm glad that it did kind of turn out to uh, as a fuck you to Nathan, but it is Frank Langella's Skeletor from Masters of the okay. Universe. Oh. I love his portrayal of Skeletor 100%. as like a, 100%. a human depiction of it and like just his inflection and his attitude and like what he's he's got got the the power of Eternia and he's like laser whipping He-Man is like no! <laughs> like it is like I think he plays an amazing just straight up villain. Fair I mean enough. Darth Vader is low hanging fruit. We all have yeah. said Darth Vader. Darth Vader is a Badass motherfucker, but I like me some Skeletor. Weirdly, like really badass Vader is at the end of Rogue One. Oh, when he's God, in the hallway. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the kind of Vader that I wish that we would have had. There, more there of. are Darth Vader like Star Wars books where he like he just ejects out of his Tie Fighter into space onto a ship and like cuts his way into it and murders the entire crew like that's the Vader that I know of. there's a there's a iconic scene in a comic book where he's just surrounded and they're all like don't move Vader give up you're surrounded by like a hundred men and Vader all you see him is just like light up his saber and go no I'm surrounded by a hundred dead men. <laughs> I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Skeletor. I'm going to go with that. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm going to make you watch Masters of the Universe Bring one it. of these days. Also would have been a good alternate dimension. I know. And that's why I was very upset with myself after you had already said that. I would have brought over some fried chicken. It'd be like, mm, fried door. chicken. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There were, there were so many ideas that I was kind of just toying with. And I'm like, this could be good. But I think it fits more of this better. 
And this is more like an alternate. Uh, and it, it was a good I choice. Know. No, no, I, choice. I, I, I still stand by. It. I think it's fine. Okay. Movie day. Now, this consists of two different questions, and uh, you could pick one or the other, which I'm maybe assuming someone picked both. That's fine, too. I did, too. <clears throat> I did. So, when Danny gets to school, the teacher has wheeled in the TV and the VHS player. And after I had rewatched it again, I realized that it's a it's a projector going and not um, a VCR. But it, it still stands. All right. You know what's happening. Movie time. What was a movie that your teachers always had as their go to film for an easy day when they needed some quiet time? Or second question, have you ever skipped school to go to the movies like Danny did? Did you uh, what did you see? Was it worth missing class for? Did you get caught? I'll, I'll, I'll take the lead on this because I don't have the second part because I never skipped school to go watch a movie. I grew up in a town. Jesus, Brown's on it. Nerd. I, no, they I, know I, you, Nathan. I grew up in a town that had a theater with one screen and it was <laughs> miles away. So there was not there was not this like, you know what? I'm going to go see a movie later, nerds. No, it, it, <laughs> there was none of that. But as far as movies that uh, my teachers had like as their go to, I only had really two movies that like I just felt like we always, always watched in Spanish class class. Jumanji. Jumanji in, in Spanish, Spanish. is a sight to be seen, let me tell you. Jumanji. Okay, well Ben, I know one word kind of in Spanish. No, not really. But Jeez. in an choir whenever we uh were not feeling like singing it was mr holland's opus <laughs> and i swear to can we please watch anything other why would you watch that in choir i'm just trying to reach my deaf child it, just that's all they had I, richard tried this i was in jaws <laughs> leave me alone with my deaf child in almost a fair <laughs> I'm going to be moved by an opus I wrote. <laughs> my own opus. <laughs> my own opus. Phil Murray <laughs> threw an ashtray at me. <laughs> <laughs> if we lose one subscri subscriber, we know that it was William Dreyfus like, fuck those guys. <laughs> hey, Doc, I'm sailing. I'm sailing. <laughs> what about Bob? <laughs> uh, also in our Patreon, or also in our Real Feels back catalog. Yeah, you can go oh. see what a, you can go listen to. What about Bob? All right, was uh, that a Patreon pick? That was a Patreon pick. That was my mother's pick. Uh, yeah, madre, madre. It was better than Cromwell's. Uh, oh, uh, still mine. Uh, this is why I use pod. <laughs> and, and like the weird like octogenarian sex scene like <laughs> let's do this by alzheimer's wife was it always well, that good fade to black please god fade to black fade to black <laughs> jane cromwell. don't go down below the navel don't go down below the navel oh jane cromwell ass ah. okay um so but james cromwell from that movie oh it's a fucking dutchman let's rock and roll no, i'm just i'm just joking <laughs> Uh, as for skipping school, I, I did quite a few times, but not in really? high school, not in high school, oh. um, because it was more of the freedom to do it in college. And the only times that I would actually be able to like skip school or skip class and sh show up for something, it was mainly to be in line for a midnight premiere, 
which I was very adamant about going to with my friend Brian all the time at Edwards. We would set up base camp and we would just sit there all day. Like we did it for the Harry Potter premieres. Actually, one of the Harry Potter premieres, we did it at uh, uh, Reading. Reading, sorry, Reading Cinema. And uh, yeah, so mainly it was like Harry Potter or like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Um, if, it, if there was like a big midnight premiere, uh, that's probably what I would maybe miss a class for and go. Now, as for movies in in school, remember the Titans all the time. Yeah, that was good. all the time. I remember that just so prominent. Uh, the other, which is also kind of a safe bet, uh, but not in Spanish, Chumanji. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, remember the Titans so much. It just and it seemed like so safe because it still taught a good lesson, but you know, there was not really like cursing or anything in it. And I mean, racial tension, but that was really about it. it. I feel like it like tastefully does racial, racial tension. It doesn't like in a weird way, it beats you over the head with it, but like that is the theme of the movie. And for the time, it's not like a new age film where it's like, we really got to push this, you know, this narrative and this agenda. It's like, no, 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 let it just be organic and let it just happen. Left side, strong side. <laughs> and a good movie. Good movie. I like that movie. I'm sorry, sir. There's no visitors here. Susan, can't you see? He's my brother. brother. <laughs> oh, or radio. God, radio as well was on there. Uh, <laughs> wait, you had to watch radio at, at not at like all the time, but oh. like it was just like those feel good movies of like, okay, this is Keep safe enough. Junior films were banned in my school. No, I'm just kidding. Woof. <laughs> 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 I am very different. Where my go to movie, if I need something for a day and it's quiet, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> <Thing>. <laughs> Sit down and shut up, kids. Mister Herman. <laughs> Mister Herman. Mr. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, be ready, man. <laughs> God, I love that movie. Uh, so there was no like repeat movies. Like the closest I could get was my Western Civ teacher. Like I think freshman or sophomore year would sometimes play Braveheart. Oh, uh, wow! During lunch, but he would like what? skip through like the wow the nude <laughs> scenes the nude. and like. Gibson chopping a guy's leg off and like I mean there's yeah, but I mean that's the old trope that like violence is fine just no tits getting getting uh stabbed in the throat with a uh, deer antler I mean there's uh, still won a few Oscars and no I, oh no if, yeah it's a, but mean, he but, would but just I mean, have it on and you could go there during your lunch if you wanted to so I went more with movies that we watched that made an impact. Oh, mm. okay. So sixth grade, uh, we read All Quiet on the Western Front and then watched the Ernest Borgnine version. Um, which okay. Is, What's his name? What's his name? Um, uh, not Sheen. Uh, Charlie Sheen? Martin mm-hmm. Sheen? Mm-hmm. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. No, I don't think he's in this. No? Ernest Borgnine, I think, is the only person I remember. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can Google. You can Google. Uh, and then for... Uh, Rome, like Roman history, that block that we did, we did uh, Julius Caesar, the Shakespeare version okay. with uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Marlon Brando and James Mason, like if I if I could substitute my voice for any other mm. voice, it would be James Mason. Mm. Uh, and I that really lit like a fire. I love that movie. I went out and I bought it, and I will. 
I will happily watch it any time. And then the the final one uh, is the I think it was junior or sophomore year in high school. We read all the president's men, and then we watched you. Okay, yeah, all I think the president's that. men. Yeah, uh, which I really do. And the same thing about that episode that I mentioned. I really do appreciate that teacher sort of showed me. Right. That, that, hey, like, the president's not always a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's good to know. As far as the um, skipping school, it wasn't really skipping school because I, I had my mom's permission. Mm. Uh, but in eighth grade, and this, the, the date was uh, the 21st of February, 1997, oh. uh, my buddy, Alex, who was one of my groomsmen, won three tickets to the first showing of the the Empire Strikes Back special edition uh, that was on a Friday at like 10.30 in the morning. Now that's a, I've got a golden ticket. Yeah. And they, they had like the remote control R2-D2 that like everyone was all dressed up. We didn't dress up, but it was it was pretty awesome. That's like awesome. My mom picked us up, dropped us off. Empire Strikes Back special edition, and then I think like Alex's dad picked us up. So it was it was above board as far as the permissions, but it was the only time that I actually like. They're like, we won tickets. Can we go see this? And then everyone was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Go Why ahead. not? Why not? And it was the only time I've seen Empire Strikes Back on the, the big, big screen. screen, and it was well worth it. Well, of course. Damn. Okay. Well, Jack, is there a is that a Patreon special? No. <laughs> Are we retiring that? It's just, it's in, it's... It has to be inspired. It's it's convalescing. Okay. It's a, or what, what's the thing that professors do? Uh, oh, they, they take a sabbatical. They, it's something, it's, it's, uh, Patreon is taking a sabbatical. We should, uh, I'm telling you, we should, we should have, if for, instead of that, we should have, uh, substitute in a... Cody's classy like, as fuck corner? Cody's... <laughs> Cody's one word like answer and it just like it's the one word we can think of that Cody would say that summarizes the film like you know Cody did you enjoy the film? Fuck. Sh- sure. <laughs> Fuck. No, fuck's not going to be the word. Cody, what did you enjoy about the movie? Meh. Dames. <laughs> Cody, we love you. Well, it could be. Could be. But um Well, it's an interesting story. <laughs> but yeah, no. No, okay. there is not. No Patreon. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, but I would highly encourage anybody out there to call the Tooch line, 661-376-0030. We want to hear your favorite action movie that you thoroughly enjoy. Tell us your favorite villain uh, in all of cinema that kind of still holds that candle. All right. Maybe one of the films that was uh, kind of spoofed or given a wink to. I know that uh, Nathan was probably really excited to hear the one cop in the palm tree saying, Two days till retirement. <laughs> and then it gave the sax <laughs> It's beautiful. <laughs> Getting too old for this shit. Getting too old. <laughs> but guys, you can also call the Tooch Line to leave us a voicemail just on anything and everything that you want. And uh, more importantly, hey, go over to Apple uh, Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Five-star. Landing gear. Landing gear. Can I say that? Oh, yeah. Before part, your time, but part of that, I mean, but. you can say it. you're in the family now, so you, you can. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we gotta get we gotta get you 
you know, uh, it's only been five years. God. How old are we? Like, how long have we been doing? We've done five, four trimmers, five trimmers? Good lord. <laughs> are you saying there's not enough trimmers, Nathan? Burke Gover is just... Michael Gross is just going to keep on making trimmers. I don't know. Until he dies. <laughs> and we'll be doing our first episode of the fucking season. Trimmers. <laughs> it's like fucking trimmers. Paradise Valley Convalescent. <laughs> <laughs> Like we talked about on the thing, I'm really surprised they haven't done like a thing version of Tremors. Well, the, the next movie they go to the Arctic, so I mean, there was you're going to get Tremors about, and Snow uh, doing a, a thing sequel. Yeah, they're yeah recently. John Carpenter said that he did want he wanted like the 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 heading in the article, the title made it seem like he had already like started plans or started work on it, but merely in the if you read the interview, he had said that he would definitely like to do a sequel. Like he has, he has to think out of a, a, you know, a proper story for it, but like he's, he's game. But if they could bring back, uh, Kurt Russell and, and who's the other guy that survived? Oh, um, Keith, Keith, David, 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 David Sanchez. Yeah. Bring those guys back. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Just a, a little, Tasty. uh, a mission to what I was talking about earlier. Not Martin Sheen, but Kurt Douglas. And, was, and I did that earlier was, tonight, too. It was Paths of, Paths of Glory. Paths of Glory. Paths of Glory. And I'm like, I'm Spartacus. I, <laughs> I've seen him in like the military, World War-ish, you know, that one-ish kind of paraphernalia. So, yeah, totally bypass all that. Okay. Anyways. Well, you guys can leave a podcast review. You can call the Tooch line. Uh, coming up for episode 109, did we decide if we were going to do Jack or we're going to do a Patreon special? Let's do Jack. Okay, Jack it is. We're going to do underrated movie. Ooh, I know what it is. Nathan, I don't think you've ever seen this. I don't think so either. And okay. I just, from your reaction to uh, Big Trouble in Little China, I just want to see. <laughs> I want to have a sit down and watch it with you. So, because I can say, I want to see your face. Watch my face. No, the whole I want to see your face on a certain scene. It's like scene. a YouTube unboxing. Like, yep. We want to watch Nathan unbox this, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> this might have to be. Oh, yeah. This has to be one that we have to watch together, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what would we rate this film drew uh, i okay i accept last action hero for what it is i accept for any kind of faults that it does have but it certainly gives me the feels i laughed i enjoyed it i give it a hearty three and a half out of five i think it's fair I, i'm kind of in that same vein uh six out of ten um explosions of uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just, it's fun, and obviously because it doesn't take itself so seriously, and it just... That's the best detective I have! <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's supposed to be here, there's only a one month suspension. In this world, he's the villains can win. win. What a great, sorry, what a great little monologue at the end, where he's all like, I can get... Dracula. You want Dracula? Hannibal Lecter's gonna show up. I can get King Kong. Like, what a great little thing. And you're like, this sounds like a fantastic, fantastic little plot line. Let's see this happen. And I loved it. Where he's, she's like, you ran out of bullets. No, I God just damn, left. That's my rating. I just left one. Oh, tip, hop, tip, hop, tip. So that my rating is that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it, 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 it is near a full magazine. A couple chambers were left empty. I'd say four out of six if it was a six shooter. Okay. Yeah. But I, I I do love that. You made the movie mistake. Uh. 
I don't know why I sound more Russian, but... Uh, this isn't even a flesh wound. Like, <laughs> I know. You forgot to reload wound. your gun. No. I just left one chamber empty. empty. I just took five years <laughs> off your <laughs> life. So far, posterity, please be honest. How do you feel? Uh, so, guys, what did you think of The Last Action Hero? Once again, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. You can search for The Real Phil's Podcast up on Instagram and Facebook. We are on Twitter at Real Phil's Pod. You can send us an email at realphilspodcast at gmail.com. And, hey, at the end of this episode, please give a listen for a special announcement and promo for this year's live stream for The Cure. Be sure to join myself and a bunch of other content creators, podcasters for raising money for the Cancer Research Institute. This year, we are going for $20,000, I believe is the goal. Ooh. And uh, last year's goal was met of 15 k Lord knows we can do it. So Moonshine for Drew is going to be back. And uh, everyone, I cannot wait. Tooch me, listeners. Tooch me. Tooch you. Tooch me. Tooch you. Sometimes he likes to bake when he's he's called the tooch line. It'd be easy as cake. Pie. You suspension. I hate to be a fourth wheel. Such an amazing actor. He's played such a jackass part. Oh, Christ. So, guys, all of, from all of us here on the Real Fils Podcast, once again and always, you are the realest. And the feelest. <laughs> I got nothing. I got, I got nothing. nothing. I, got, I, got, I got nothing. No good, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wait, no, all right, all right, all right, all right. You must be right, hold, on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> You're a very brave boy, but also not so bright. I'd be looking for the other half of... You're on my list, Nathan. <laughs> you will die a grandfather. I was merely curious. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for The Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference.